Najma, you settle in to meditate, lying on a cot in the soldiers' quarters. You hear the soundscape, the sighing of the wheat field outside, the little stream bubbling nearby, your own breath. You feel sensations, your heartbeat, the soreness in your legs, a little scratch in your throat. You think thoughts, you let them glide by. Hello, thought. Welcome. I'll be here. And then the emotions come flooding in. What do you feel? I think she's feeling sad about Shell, confused about her path, sad about all of her siblings that have died, and hopefully optimistic about Lilith. Yeah. Yeah, I think there were several people that you weren't sure mm-hmm. what happened to them just mm-hmm. in the chaos of that night. Yeah. Yeah, for, for all you know, it, it might be a, a limited number of casualties that you know about. The only one that ones that you are, are really certain about are Kronos and your uncle, mm-hmm. Ishtar's husband. Mm-hmm. And you rest, and you meditate. And as the Kalashtar do, you wander. Yora, the thing to the north hasn't come close. This tent is on a slight rise, which, combined with your height, allows you a small vantage from which to observe, the wheat field stretching off into the distance. You do notice that the field to the north has particularly tall stalks of wheat. Oh, darn. What do you do? Wait, what? It's not easy to see. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I was like, the way you said it, I was like, wait, what? Oh, just get it clean. <clears throat> you do notice that the field to the north has particularly tall stalks of wheat. What do you do? No, no, I want sorry. the old version. Okay. The old I want the old good. version. Ah, oh, dang it. I can't see the whatever it is. Ah, bingus. Ah, beans. Ah, beans. Ah, damn. Hello. Um, Hello. Thought. <laughs> Thank you. I thought somebody would say that. I think that Andrew and I had that thought at the same exact time because we both went and looked at like, each other. What's up, thoughts? <laughs> I was like, "What's up, Deepak?" Thought boys. <laughs> I mean, it is me. Uh, I was trying to listen, lizard. but I wanted to be like, "Am I finding my penis?" <laughs> Your penis. <laughs> um, my penis. <laughs> cool. Yora is just going to take a peek back in the tent. I don't think Arn or McGowan are close enough. She's not going to risk like yelling or even going back away from it. She's just going to stay there and be a sentinel. Yeah. Would just kind of keep eyes on it. Would you like to roll a perception check to sort of Let's keep watch? For sure. Great. Let's go. First roll. That's a 20. 20? Yeah, it's plus two. Ooh. I can tell you a lot of fun things. <laughs> from tell the her. Tell the huntress. From the indentation to the north... Something whips above the wheat line and is gone. Maybe just a bull whip. Additionally, at your feet next to the tent, near that blood splatter and the visible drag marks that you noticed last time, is a torn leather apron. It has a hammer and tongs in it. The terrain to the north will limit visibility, you can see. Even for the daughter of giants, the stalks are just too tall. Too tall. Oh, darn. And with your 20 perception... Uh, this is making me more nervous than anything you've ever done. Is well, this? Oh darn! Character. Oh darn! I'm glad I'll keep this. Um, I think it's. I think it's the Pat energy. Yeah, it like might be Pat, big Pat energy behind BP. the DM seat, and I'm scared of it. Uh, the wheat is dry and audibly rustles as a light wind passes through this massive field. It sounds like a sigh. I believe Arn is back with McGowan in mm-hmm. between the Comiatus and the Fabrifaccio tent, but that's we'll say that's what you're doing. You're sort of yeah. keeping watch. And I think you watch this thing, you know, mosey off to the east, mosey off to the north, but always sort of stay in the same general area to the north of this uh, tent camp within the wheat field. Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Dad. Dad, can I ask a quick question? Yes. <laughs> Did I? We can cut this because I should have asked before. Have I been attuning the necklace? Wasn't I trying to attune it? That's what you're doing right now. It's the short rest. Got it. Mm -hmm. Okay, keep going. Thanks, Dad. Thank you, Dad. Oh, boy. Thanks, Daddy. Ew, gross. That one's weird. You're welcome. (laughs) It was... No! It was funnier when it was Dad. McGowan, there's a lot of paperwork here. From a series of reports on the structure and governance of Baran Uwe, how big can an empire be? No matter how strong the culture, how wealthy the ruler, or how powerful the military, there is no single emperor that could command a territory as vast and a population as large as the Diocese of Carcaso. 
It is this anthropologist's opinion that the diocese's size and stability can be attributed to its multi-branch structure, in which the responsibility of governance is apportioned out to multiple royal lines. As such, the diocese may be considered a confederation of imperial houses. Further study may be warranted by the Department of Societal Development. I'll just take that. I'll just take those things. Yeah. Uh, but not worry about reading those right now, but I'll just take them all. Yeah. The rest of that one is uh, a mention of the Church of Tajem and the, the governance structure yeah. of Baran Uwe. But it's essentially their anthropological uh, sort of assessment of Baran Uwe and our, like, where we live. Exactly. Okay. Uh, and whoever these people are, they love paperwork. They it, do love it, it. It really seems like they love paperwork. Uh, there are two more documents that you just sort of scoop up on your way. There looks like uh, an evidential opinion by C. Scipio and an irritated memo by P. There's also the Fabrifaccio tent to your east where uh, Yora went. Mm-hmm. I think Arn is now at this sort of northern uh, vantage, sort of pacing around looking. He's the sort of... Uh, Back guard, if if Yora is the point guard, mm, prowling, prowling, panther-like, yeah, tawny, leopard-esque. <laughs> um, the one, the one that seemed to be uh, by P. Piero, I assume, is that taking a glance at it, does it just seem him irritated with losing the post and everything from the previous correspondence? It's a very short memo. Unapproved conscription will be met with the most fucked-up reprimand I can devise. All conscription wands are to be turned over to Caius Scipio immediately. Give her any grief, and I will kick your ass all the way back to school for a much-needed brush-up on ethics. P. Cool. <laughs> I love their society so much. Ugh. Excellent. Yeah, so I'll just take all of the papers, but then I want to look more through uh, sort of just the the pile of, of crates and uh, potential supplies and things just to see if there's anything that's usable for us. So you head back into the Comiatus tent. Uh, yeah, where, wherever the piles were. Uh, so... This is what I read last time. Bear with me. Yeah. Unlike the living quarters, this tent has been ransacked. Trunks and trunks of supplies are upturned. It's just sort of chaos. There seem to be uh, a bunch of opaque bags everywhere, and then there's that one empty upturned uh, trunk called Medicinus. Mm. There is a single empty metal bottle with the image of a curved trident on that uh, trunk, and a few bottles glint at you from the wreckage all across. Go ahead and give me an investigation check if you're going to search that. Cool. Hmm. I love their society, too. <laughs> I can tell. Uh, and just to clarify, the this is the Komiatsu's tent. Yes. Were there other supply things in the Fabrifaccio one? You haven't looked in the Fabrifaccio. Got it, got it, got it. Okay, yeah, so I'm... Yeah, there's other sweep, fun shit in there. I'm sweeping this before I go in there. Got it. Cool. So then in that case, that is a 19 investigation. Oh, three <laughs> glass bottles of greater healing potion. Oh! <laughs> 44 plus 8. Ooh, how many of those? Uh, three. Yes. And I think with that 19, you reach into the wreckage and see a little glint of metal, and you pull out another empty metal flask with the image of a trident, and mm. it is open. It is empty. Okay. But so three healing potions. And I'm going to take both of those flasks with the, the trident. trident. Great. Yeah. And I don't recognize that insignia of the trident from anything, do I? Nope. But the healing potions are red. <laughs> you love to see it. You love to see a red potion. That's gotta be a healing potion because yeah. it's red. And that's 44 plus 4? 8. 44 plus 8. Hell I yes. He 44 plus 8. I was like, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Excellent. And then I've also taken the rest of the paperwork. Yeah, uh, an evidential opinion and the rest of that Baran Uwe. Uh, the evidential opinion being by C. Scipio. And then I will go to the other tent to start looking around in there, now that I've done a clean sweep of this one. You think about your spoils and all this vast amount of information as you walk into the tent marked Fabrifaccio. <laughs> in the center, a gleaming metal structure sits menacingly. No, it isn't. It, menacingly! It, it is segmented and grilled. There are pipes and a strange dull steel box. That, that must be a bellows. That must be a fuel box. Yeah, there's dead coals inside. A flue. McGowan, this is the strangest forge you have ever seen. Mm, He's intrigued. The only thing you don't recognize is that strange box, made of dull gray metal closed on all sides, except for a single flue leading into the metalworking compartment. It's locked, literally. It has a massive padlock that shuts off or shuts away whatever is in this steel box. And a sign on the wall proclaims in common writing, 
All fabrication must be approved by Forgemaster L. Horatio Fabri Immunis. Use of Lunar Forge restricted to Immunis level or higher. Lunar Forge. Oh, man, I want to... McGowan is so intrigued by this. This is his whole steez. Uh, I'm going to look around and see if there's anything like a key for that box, any other sort of instruction on how this thing works, if I can discern anything. Give me an investigation check. Okay. Do I get anything because it's blacksmithing related? Um, yes. Go ahead and add proficiency. Sweet. Yeah. Because you don't have investigation proficiency, do you? Uh, no. Yeah, I, I would say absolutely use the blacksmithing tools. That is uh, the same role, but with proficiency now, that is going to be a 22. Yes, uh, you find yeah. a great deal of very interesting and helpful things. None of them are the key. Mm. Uh, I think yeah, you that see... that out in that field. <laughs> you see a whole bunch of components, not just for forging, anything that could possibly need tinkering, fixing, leatherworking, shining... Uh, polishing, sharpening would be in this tent, the Fabrifacio tent. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think in addition to the the more mundane things like leather, scraps of wood, things that you can use to vice and tools to like grip things together so that they set, I think you find, let's say, low-cost jewels and gems, like things like perhaps a a dull sapphire or Mm. or an emerald, something that would fetch you in the realm of 200 GPs but is not necessarily like a, a beautiful thing to set in a, uh, like a necklace or similar. Mm-hmm. They seem more like just like raw components. If that's the case, since he does have his, his history of blacksmithing and artifice, does this seem to him, if this is called the Lunar Forge and that there are these sort of components of, you know, just sort of raw gems and minerals and things that seem less decorative and more utility, does it seem to him from looking at all this as though this is some sort of way for them to forge perhaps magical equipment and armor, like with their sort of uh, the paperwork and everything, like it, it's leaning very arcane and, you know, uh, especially noticing prior that McGowan and Najma's uh, attacks being magical did more to like the plant things, whereas uh, Yora's axe Mm -hmm. did not seem to have as much effect. Does it seem as though there would be any sort of magical element and enchantment element to this forge? Yes, because it very much resembles the one that you have developed on your own. Nice. The things that you have done over the years in in whatever way that you have uh, uh, thought through the processes, whether you use a basilisk's tail, for example, to as a, as a, a battery for something, uh, something, yeah. something inherently magical to give a certain effect. Mm-hmm. You can see that here it appears to be some kind of science. Mm. Interesting. Do I hear McGowan rustling around in the tent? You do. Okay. You are going to like just like lean her head in and just kind of as 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 best as she can get his attention without making noise. And the ground rumbles beneath your feet. Oh, God. Oh, good. <laughs> Has thing been on the move? You pop back out and see, no. Ew, ew, ew. Oh, fun. It's like a drum. Or if a, the earth rumbles, do I notice? Everybody does. Okay. Except for, we shall see. Uh, do I? <laughs> Ha-ha, I'm asleep. <laughs> like a drum or a purr or Shaza. gas in the bowels. <gasps> I have that all the time. Oh, yep. And then it stops. I just did it in my stomach. McGowan and Yora look at each other. I, I wait. If you if if you come in here to you know check in on well, me, I'm not I just inside look. the tent. Not anymore. Uh, my head went inside the tent. My head went back outside the tent when there was movement. The thing's not moving. It's not. Okay. Then I will just like come in and do like the finger on the like mouth like. Don't talk. I nod. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna do some like we're gonna do some like Navy SEALs hand talking here. We're gonna do some really good um, podcast. Some podcast hand talking. Uh no. Um I'm just going to signal that there is like one large thing mm-hmm. to the north. I'm just gonna take the the tools in the apron and just like slide it into the room towards him. You see a blacksmith's apron. And I'm gonna keep eyes on this thing. And now you see, as you are at this part of the room and looking towards it, uh, drag marks and bloody fingerprints on the walls leading out into the field. I gingerly... What I was concerned with. (laughs) Versus what you were concerned with. (laughs) I love it. I gingerly pick up that. And Najma rests miles away. Tell me about 
you your want me to tell you, experience. Joe? I think she, when she like finally gets into the space, like space, so, oh yeah, like yeah. that. And I think she like purple, purple loves folks. to go to the Phoebe moon of <laughs> Jupiter or Saturn. Ooh. Sorry, so like that's her favorite moon. So you fly out past the red planet, past the asteroid belt, past the massive, mm-hmm. massive gas giant and towards the ringed planet. Mm-hmm. Joe is so here for this. I know. And she goes to Phoebe Moon, and I think Phoebe Moon holds one memory. Like, I think all the 62 moons hold a memory from her childhood up. And I think Phoebe Moon is probably her Lilith Arcturus. Arcturus. Who's yeah. like a ringmaster. Yeah. And I think it's the three of them playing together in like a field. And it's definitely the first time they noticed because Lilith would probably be like three that she was deaf. Wow. Would you tell me that memory as you fly? It's when they were traveling like in an open field and I think they were playing like sort of like tag, but it was like different because he would like tag them with the rope or Uh. she would like tag him with punches. And then he specifically called out for Lilith and she ran too far and like fell in a ditch because she couldn't hear him. And that's when we figured out she was deaf. Wow. That's like the memory she goes to. This is on the plains beyond Abedzeris, this memory, Mm -hmm. on the borders of that cold, barbarous northern waste. There is a crater next to this field. It's grown over with gentle ferns and ancient trees, and the soil is pocked with cool stones of black slag, and the air is warm and old. Starfall, as your father calls it, Mm -hmm. the birthplace of the Kalashtar, or at least, as your father says, the landing zone. (laughs) And now you're here, watching your younger self, watching this memory, on a hilltop, And it is no longer the day, it is the silky night. The moon rises, a star dances, and your aunt is there, (laughs) kneeling beside you, gazing out over the valley, watching the memory with you. She sees the body chain that you wear and nods gravely. By this I see you may have questions. I do, I have so many questions for you. You may be filled with doubts. I am filled with so many doubts. What do you doubt? Me. And you, and I don't know Shell and what she do, and Piero, and I feel confused, and how did you know her? And a lot. I just feel a lot. We did not intend to lie to you. I believe you will know these things. I can help you with three things. Najma, you may trust your senses to fail. Najma, you may trust the world to be what it isn't. And yet... You may trust people to be who they are. Me and your uncle and Chell. And you. Your father claims this valley is our birthplace. It is as good as any. And she picks up a pebble, a meteorite, glossy and black, and she hands it to you. It has your face on it. Ishtar and the stone glow in the moonlight. For here... Many stars fall and enrich the earth. You know us, Najma. You know yourself. We are visitors from outside, streaking from heaven to beautify this world below. Kalashtar are waking stars. Your aunt begins to fade into the moonlight. But what Chell told me is something I never suspected. And she gestures at two more meteorites by your feet. Two more images. Faces. Yora and McGowan. We all are. And she fades into the light, and you are back on the cot in the tent. Do I have those meteorites? Probably not. No. Dang it. Okay. You clutch the necklace. How do you feel? I think peaceful, but also sad. Oh, shit. And hanging <laughs> over you from the tent is a cloak. <gasps> oh, did you think it was going to be the weak Yes, thing? I was like, oh my God, I'm about to die. <laughs> okay. Yellow with dark green spiral markings. And within the cloak, an inky blackness from which two blazing green eyes peer at you. Oh, God. You, you, you are sad? <gasps> yes. You, you, you cry? Tears? Yes. Why? 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 You cry. Do you cry? I, I, I cry, you cry. 
Oh, I will not cry. And I try to not cry, but it's kind of coming out. Yes, yes, yes. Be happy. Okay. You, you, you have face. <gasps> you have not a face. No. <gasps> Do you need a face? Yes. You have have hands, feet. Be, be, be happy. Can I try to put it on? The cloak? Yeah. I think you reach for it. Okay. This green and, and yellow spiral cloak, and your hands pass through, and <gasps> arm like handless arms also reach up to meet you. Be, be. Oh, God. Be happy. Happy. Okay. Happy. Okay. Happy. And the cloak raises that arm again, and the floor of the tent ruptures. A sprout grows, which becomes a sapling, which becomes a trunk, wood groaning and creaking, erupting into the middle of this tent, pushing chairs and cots aside as a tree grows up from which a single branch grows, from which a single beautiful orange grows. Happy, 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 happy. The thing sings. Eat, 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 and be happy. Eat, eat. Uh, I'm going to punch it. Give me an attack roll. Uh, went a little too far. Did it get Ma'at? Did it? Oh, shit. Or is this not Ma'at? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Uh, is it another wandering Who knows? Thing? 21. It screams. Oh, <gasps> shit. It screams. It screams in pain. Roll your damage. You are not very happy. 11? It screams. Now, no words. Just a rictus of rage coming out of this completely featureless black within this yellow and green cloak. Mm. Uh, it screams, and the orange instantly withers and drops to the ground, and more trees begin to sprint through. <gasps> and I think Arn bursts through the side of the tent, chopping through with his axe, and uh, begins to, to fling himself at this thing, which is still just hanging <gasps> over you. And the thing screams, You! 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 You don't eat! You! Idiot! <gasps> Idiot! Oh, God! Idiot! Ah! Idiot! Um, do uh, we hear this? You do. Can I? Fuck. Is he, is he near me, Arn? Arn is in, and Arn is instantly throwing himself at this thing, and he passes through it. <gasps> it, it. Whatever he is doing, it is not going through. Your fists did hit it. This thing is, is billowing with anger, billowing, warping and careening across the tent, passing through furniture, cots, the tree, even you. You! Uh, you don't eat! You don't eat! You, you, you aren't happy! I think I'm gonna flurry of blows it. Attack. Yeah. Running. Sprinting. Running. Moving on the outside of the tents, keeping watch on the big thing, but moving towards the noise. Ugh, 13 and 11? Neither of those hit as it is, it, it, it just seems to be in an absolute rage. And it flies into the ground and then up from the ground, just this sort of ineffectual thing. Uh, and plants are just growing all around it. Uh, I think it actually, I think you're still on the bed, yeah. and it tries to grow a tree under the bed, <gasps> which is beginning to push up, and you have to leap uh, down to the side. Is this is this attuned? Is she attuned now? She is attuned. Okay, can I get to Arn? Okay. Arn is right next to you. I'm going to do something, but do not freak out, and I just want to, like, butt, palm butt his head a little bit uh -huh. and try to do use a key point to remove the poison. The poison? Yes, that I, I think is poison from the plant. And you, you do one key point? Yeah, uh, it's two key points. Two key points to remove a poison. He is nonplussed and looks at you and then continues the attack. Is the thing in the field moving? Yes, and now you see more of those snaky things coming up from the from from the field off in the distance. You can see them whip up and then whip back down, and it slowly begins to head in your direction. <gasps> cool. And mm. Yora is going to do... What you're done do best. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. Like uh, a boat coming into harbor. <laughs> Since everybody went to the tent, I think she's going to keep between this thing and the tent. She's going to run. Y your goal is intercept. defensive. And from here, Yora, as well, you look up on the hill and you see the Leviathan. You see the whale. Oh, up here. Of vines spiraling up out of the crowds on the ground. And you see Stuart... Hawa and Halfdan scrambling for cover, trying to get across the, the stream to the south as they avoid. Are they moving towards us no, or just out to out, the south? Out to the south. Cool, cool, cool. And McGowan, you burst into the tent and the get thing wheels before you. It looks like Ma'at, but it is yellow cloaked 
with green spiral patterns. And instead of just that simple little delicate nose and, and barely visible eyes and face of Ma'at, it is just inky black with burning green stars for eyes. It wheels before you and says, Slave of a slave. Slave of a slave. Idiot. Slave. And it passes into the earth, leaving just Arn and Najma. Yora, I think that whatever's going on here got my art, and I am going to, if she's close enough that I can do it, I am going to twin elemental weapon. Fire. Hell yeah. You begin to summon this sorceress energy and limb your weapons with fire. Mine and hers. Yeah, yes. The battle axe and the great axe. Yes. There is a yelp. Captain! And without a word, Arn turns his back to you guys and sprints out of the tent towards the west. And Yora, it approaches the snapping stalks of wheat as something large, slowly but surely, lumbers closer. Something that has a sort of animal sound to it. Something vaguely familiar. Looking at my axe, which is now on fire. Yes. Correct. Oh, yeah. It's very much on fire. The blade. Yes. Cool. I'm going to grab McGowan and uh, just very, like, sternly and quickly, this field is completely dry. Fire's what works on the plants. And I start moving towards where the crew went out of the wheat. I think that his thought process, I don't think he has time to communicate this, but is like, we are leaving this field zone and going toward Leviathan thing, away from the field. I'm walking backwards towards the crew. (laughs) I was like, plants, fire. I totally know what you're doing. As soon as it went, I was like, Joe said dry plants. (laughs) (laughs) Only with your 20 perception. That's very relevant. (laughs) Yeah. That is very relevant. Uh, Najma. There's a key somewhere in there. How what 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 do you do as as all of these things burst into the tent with you? I didn't eat the orange and it made it very mad and then the plants grew. So I think this was my bad. Nope, don't think you should have eaten that. And as I'm saying that, I'm giving her stone aegis. What is that? You have a, a buff to armor, I believe. Oh. I am strong. Little bit. Okay. And you head towards the the end of this wheat field uh, as it is closer to this brook, this bubbling stream. I think you notice wheat field's gotten a little bigger, a little larger now. It didn't used to stretch this far west, and now it is. And as you head towards this stream, again, keeping this thing, all of you now see this uh, presence within the wheat, something below the wheat and yet flattening as it comes down, as it comes through, slowly, slowly moving through. So you're heading towards the crew. I'm trying to draw this thing out of the wheat is I don't want to engage it with a fire weapon in the wheat field because I'll also die. (laughs) Love it. The three of you burst through the wheat, splashing through that shallow stream into that wheatless, for the moment, area south of this white structure. And the ground rumbles again that seems somehow connected, somehow disconnected from the horrifying sight above and the ominous shadow in the wheat behind. It is like a whale. It is like some sort of leviathan. It seems to be a large shifting mass of vines with buboes and bells and what look like possible fruits or or maybe even seeds or berries. (laughs) It's this bad guy. Oh, that's bad. I'm here for it. And it flies through the sky. Everybody roll initiative. So it's flying towards us. It is floating. Uh, Like like a... like a Hindenburg or a whale in the water. A yeah. Or a whale. Oh. Love it. The crew did not roll well. No, they sure did not. You hate to see <laughs> it. You do hate to see that. Um, I was hoping that three was for anything else. Uh, whoopsie. This massive whale floats like a balloon overhead, and it even gives off something just eerily reminiscent of whale song. Mm-hmm. And from it, little seedlets of blue light begin to an orbit below this floating thing about 50, 60 feet up. First in the order is Yora. I can't do a damn thing about that. You two figure it out. It's okay you have a fire axe. I'm not super magical, though. Out of curiosity, yes, but you can teleport potentially. I don't that know what time true. of day it is currently. Yeah, what time of day is it? I don't know if there's shadows. It's high 10 a.m. It's okay because I can cast darkness. And... Where are people roughly? 
out of curiosity. Uh, it has been somewhat abstract up until this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, I was just like, it, our crew, are they farther south than us? They, I think, are slightly are... separate and to the west slash north. They are... So, yes. this action here? Halfdan's thought as a military man, not that anybody necessarily knows this right in that instant, is that if the hordes are coming, they want to be across the water. Yep. Cool. Cool. Smart man. That's where I want to be as well, because of water barrier of setting things on fire. Yeah. Um... Arn is Arn with them. Uh, Arn is is on the sprint way. on the way to them. Yes, on the way. This cool. is not exact. This is something like twenty five feet per square. You're, oh, it's big. Awesome, love it. What Yor is gonna do because yeah, <laughs> I got nothing to deal with. A Papa Papa fish in this in the sky. I'm gonna hold my action right here at the water. I think mm-hmm. she's gonna like. How deep is the brook? Uh, it is a little bit deep. deep. It's definitely not wide. I think it's it's more like a ravine or a... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, I just kept on rolling right on through. Uh, uh, it is... it is. Whisk me away, Joe, to a fantastical world. I would say it's a couple feet deep. It's She's going to like step into just a little bit of it and just put herself between everyone and whatever is coming. In so the fields. It is going to have to stand in the deep water fighting her. And I'm going to hold an action to take my attack action. Hell yeah. Najma. It's in the air, right? It is way up in the air. Okay. I'm going to walk up by Yora and hold my action. To like hit. A badass. Like a badass. <laughs> that knows what she's doing. Absolutely. <laughs> you do. Here it comes. Oh, law, he coming. Peeking through the wheat. I knew it. The hippopotamus knew it. peeks through with its big, friendly, sort of open eyes and looks at Najma, at Yora, and it splits down the center of its face, yep. widening into yeah. a gaping maw larger than a man is tall, and the stench of death spills forth. Jonah here to say thank you for listening to this episode of Bound. I'd like to take a moment to tell you about our fabulous partner, Dice Envy. This week, check out the electric set. Look at it. Drool over it. But don't buy it yet because that is the set that you could win from the contest that we are holding over on the Quest Company Junior Twitter. We are celebrating the 50th episode of Postcards from Pearl, and you've got a chance to win your very own set of these bad boys. However, if you're looking to add to your dice hoard now, you can get 10% off of your purchase at Dice Envy by going to DiceEnvy.com QuestCo, or by using the promo code QuestCo at checkout. That's Q-U-E-S-T-C-O for 10% off of your entire order. If you're a fan of the Quest Company, please do us a favor and go over to our page on the Apple Podcasts app or wherever you listen to your podcasts and leave us a rating and review. It is a huge help to us and we read every review that comes in and getting more of those is a big, big boost to our visibility. And if you really love what we do here at the Quest Company and you would like to take the next step in supporting us, please consider becoming a Patreon subscriber. For as little as $2 a month, you can help us with necessary expenses, help us continue to improve the quality of the show, and get access to exclusive content and patron rewards. If you'd like to give us that support, you could do so at patreon.com slash questcompanypodcast. You can find the link to the Patreon on our website, questcompanypodcast.com. If you'd like to contact us, you could do so directly through our website or by finding us on Instagram and Twitter at The Quest Company. You can also come hang out with us in our Discord. If you need links to any of those things, go check out our website. It's all there. We know that word of mouth is the best way to get people listening to a new podcast, and that's especially true for independent shows like ours who don't do anything like paid ads. So please, if you enjoy the show, let other people know. Tell your friends. We would love to see you posting about the podcast using hashtag the Quest Company. And if you have fan art of the podcast that you would like to share, just make sure when you post it to tag us so that we can see it. Tagging us is the best way to make sure that we see what you're posting and the best way to guide folks directly to us. 
Speaking of word of mouth, we'd still love to hear from you. We are continuing to take question submissions for our Q&A episode as our schedules continue to attempt to align. So if you have questions about Bound, Kanoko, Origins, Villagers, or any other Quest Company stuff, we would love for you to submit those. You can hit us up on social media or in our Discord. I'd like to thank Joe Lytus for running the game and editing this episode, along with all the artists whose music is featured in it. Thank you to Akash Gandhi for the song Eyes of Glory. Thanks to Daniel Birch for the songs You're Not Forgiven and Danger Drone. Thank you to Doug Maxwell for the song Restless Natives. Thanks to I Think I Can Help You for Gravity Variations. Thank you to Jeremy Blake for the song Annihilate. Thanks to Kai Engel for the songs Freary and Illumination. Thank you to Kios for the song Paragon. Thanks to Costa T for Despair. Thank you to Viseria for the song Seething and Mero for the song Samsara. Ambient sound by tabletopaudio.com. Additional sound design by Slappy and Antiprotector. That's all for me, so let's get back to the action. Thank you for joining us here at the Quest Company. There's a little bit of a blacksmith in there. <laughs> it was so cute. Uh, as they, they are never cute. <laughs> they kill many men every year. Well, it was cute. <laughs> Statistically, <laughs> they are more dangerous than a shark. Yeah. They are like land sharks. Very dangerous. As it passes just on the other side of this stream, it A, triggers both of your attacks of opportunities, and... I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Are you sure about that? Which should come first? The tax or the cons? I think the cons save. Yeah. As this stench of death pours Uh. out of this plant hippo creature maw. 20. Eight. I'm dead. (laughs) Yora, it is really bad. It's really, really bad. You've smelled some pretty bad things. This is really, really bad. Najma, you are incapacitated for the- for the rest of this turn. Oh my god. I believe you lose your, your attacks. Because Shit! In- Fucking hell. It- I'm just going to pass out. No. That's the most logical sense. I'm just going to pass out. Just a little. <sighs> yeah, I think I princess fall. And then you Get fall. Fainting couch. And then you fall into clean air. Yeah. And now you're breathing clean air. Uh, it's really, 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 really bad. Roll your attacks. Fucking. Could I just punch it? <laughs> As I said earlier. I think she's going to, like, put her hand over her nose and, like, wince from the smell. And then she's going to heft the axe that's on fire and just be like, smile. (gasps) And just swing into its jaw. That was so cool. Reckless attack. So metal. That was so sexy. Um, (laughs) That's a natural 20. Oh, yeah. Oh, here we go, baby. It's dead. Here we go, baby. Hippo is my favorite enemy, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) That's your favorite enemy. That's your ranger favorite enemy is just hippos. Hippos. (laughs) Your fire uh, gives you a plus one to your attack rolls, and then you deal an extra D4 of fire damage. Wow. Big two fire damage. Give, so, me, give me the cinematic with the, the, the result. Love it. Let me do the math. So that is, without rage damage, that is 31 points. Oh, my God. Of smash it in the face. I think she's been waiting for it. I think once she says smile, she just, like, brings that flaming axe square into its double opened jaw. Yeah. Um, yes. And then while it's reeling from the first one, she's going to take her second one and just try and hurt it more. Yeah. Also, for the purposes of like the act, like the actual axe does count as a magic weapon in addition to the fire. That's just right. To, Thank just, you. Yeah. Legit. And this gets plus one to hit? Yes. I will also use Great Weapon Master on this one. Another 20, baby. 
It's gonna have a plus nine to hit because of the plus one, minus <laughs> five, so it's only a plus four to hit, so it's a 21 to hit. That's gonna hit. Let big mama eat. Let her feast! 10 on the dice roll for the battle axe, plus 10 from Great Weapon Master, so 20 plus one fire damage, so 21 plus five strength, so 26. <sighs> Sorry, that was me having to do the math out loud or else I'd get lost. That is what this thing does. As both plant vocal cord and hippo vocal cord with eyes on either side of this spiraling out face rolling independently, you just really fuck this thing up. You just slash, slash, slash. Oh my god. Cleave its face open. Yeah. uh, And tear until it is done. The screams from the crew intensify as this blimp or balloon, or whale vine creature hangs above, and these little seedlets, these little seed pods begin to fall down and try to attach themselves to the crew. Oh my god, they're gonna turn into little plants! Shit! Damn it! I wish I was ahead of this thing. Oh god. Okay. (laughs) Well, we lost the crew. Okay, they're dead. There it goes, there it goes. We can't pilot the boat anymore. Hawa is hoisted into the air by one of these sort of seed pods and is throwing his, his arms out and about, sort of wheeling in midair as this thing is just sucking him upwards. That's uh, our navigator, boys. Shit, boys shit, and girls, that's shit, our navigator. Shit, shit. <laughs> McGowan. Uh, how high up in the air is he now? That's very important for me right now. <laughs> Extremely important information. <laughs> uh, ten feet. Ten feet, okay. just right up. That's so a survival fall. <laughs> so I could not reach with my uh, with my axe. Okay. And have any of the others attached themselves or anything like that? They have been batted off to the side by Halfdan and by Stuart, who is has a cage of steel around him as he uses those swordsman skills. Stuart. He's got a knife! Okay, I so then I am going to twin firebolts. Yeah. So since I can't reach him with my axe, I'm going to try to get this thing to help him not get carried away. Yeah. Uh, so the one's going to go to him, and then the other one, is there one that's trying to get Arn right now? Uh, Arn is still on his way to them. Okay. So no. Then which one of them looks like they're more in danger of the ones that are still on the ground? Half Dan, because uh, he's injured. Okay. So then half Dan. Not, not our half Dan. Not 50% Dan. Okay, so I'm going to get one uh, at the one that's got Hawa in the air, and then the other one is going to go toward the one that's trying to get 50% Daniel. He's trying to get our bosun and our navigator. Roll them. That's 12 on the first one to hit the globule. Miss. Damn it. And then a natural 19 on the second one. Big hit. So for 50% Daniel. Oh, no. <laughs> we didn't get the guy we needed. <laughs> I know. Well, since I did specify that no, the first No, I know. I like that. Yeah. Great job. Thank you for that. I'm upset, but it's fine. Like, yeah. ah, shit. It's important. Joe, I love it. Joe, I love this. I love right, it, Joe. Split focus, having to protect people. That's why we retreated. Uh, that's eight fire damage to the pod that's trying to get my boy uh, half of a Dan. It explodes in a puff of pollen and burns and Ew. falls to the ground. Okay. And half Dan is impressed and uh, in relief and, and thankful and grateful for you. Cool. And less racist. Less racist against sorcerers. Thank you for that. Yes. I'll uh, take it. When I say pollen, it is more like dandelion seed pods and not this orange sort of dust that has been bad in the past. Yeah. So they don't look like they're like coughing from it. No. I'm, I don't care. Okay, Andrew great. Wants to know. They are not. Yeah. <laughs> you are has no frame of reference at this point. Okay, love that. I'm a mile away. Yeah, I don't have any bonus action at this point, so yeah. Great. I wish I could have sent both of those at the same one, but i got to have different targets. You're good. Blap, 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 as you're shooting off these uh, heated hand axes as you're firing your firebolts. And then, (laughs) thwomp of a a javelin as Arn rears back and hurls up into the air at the one that is uh, carrying away the navigator. (gasps) Big miss, and I think it veers to the side, and I think fearful of hitting Hawa, he was aiming high, so it just, and it passes through the air over. Oh, crap, I did have a bonus action that I wanted to use. Damn it. It's hard to aim. It's hard to finesse aim a javelin. Yeah, it's, you know, that's more of a throw it in a large group. 
Haftan and Stuart uh, are now fending off a few more coming from the western flank, like leaves falling in autumn. And we're back up in the order to y- 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 Yora. Do I have to make a con save? No. Okay, curious. It smells bad, and you're okay with it. Yes! I'm gonna bathe in it. I would like to rage. Reckless attack. Yeah. Great weapon master. Nine to hit. It's 19 to hit. Hit. 28 points of damage. Oh! You really fucked this thing up again. I'm just, I'm just hammering the axe into its head over and over. And I, I think these 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 tentacles are sort of slurping out of it in new places. You cut a rent in the side of the hippo's neck, and a tentacle comes out of it. Rip and tear. Rip and tear until still, it is done. It's still up. It is done. Yes, it is. Love it. Reckless uh, as as you have to. You have uh, more. <sighs> great weapon master. <laughs> Another great weapon master. Yep. Let her feast with her flaming blade. Nine, so same. 19. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. That's 12 on the axe, plus 10, 22, plus 2 fire damage, 24, plus rage, 26, plus strength, 31. 31. Uh, this is truly insane. This is an insane amount of damage that you're putting out. It that's is over, not. That's over 100 damage. <laughs> In so two bad. turns. There, <laughs> Something's wrong here, but okay. <laughs> we're, we're rolling with it. <laughs> now can you just imagine if he had hasted me? Right, yeah, precisely. Truly nightmarish. If it would have been half, be maybe. But yeah, if it could have been half, both. Is that your fusillade of blood? Because it is still a, up, and yes. then it looks really, That's really bonus bad. action, action. Yeah. More and more rents are appearing in this thing. Oh and now as That's it is all I got. slurping and coming through and stepping into the water, you can see that, that this hippo front is only a strange sort of facade of the building the that is the sack of yeah. this strange, putrid, stinking flower. Can we just thematically say she just gets the axe wedged in there, and that's the only reason she stops attacking? Yeah, love this it. Turn. Yeah, because <laughs> I think we're like moving into the realm of a berserker barbarian. This is insane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Najma. Okay, wake up. <laughs> oh, that smells like poo. It really does. It kind of sounded like from. Dark Shadows, I'm no, sorry. Yeah. Look, there's a lot of times that Najma creeps into <laughs> yeah. Najma territory, sorry. and I love it. Sorry. That's my boo. This is my oh, wow. ex-boyfriend, Greg. Yeah, Joe. Yes. <laughs> I guess I'm just gonna attack the hippo. Uh, I'm gonna need you to make a DC, uh, a uh, constitution saving throw. A fucking gen? Yes. <laughs> You're gonna have to beat it. <laughs> if I pass out, I'm Also, be thanks so for pissed. almost telling us the DC. <laughs> okay, 20. You hate this smell. It's so bad. It smells like poe, but I will be strong. You are strong. Go ahead and hit it. Okay. Kill it. 23. That hits. 20. That hits. Kill it. Can I try to like pop up the axe to go deeper in? Yeah. Okay, great. I love that. I'm trying to get the axe out. You're just pushing it in further. Just a foot. 10 and a 7. Najma, I think you cut off the lower half of this hippo's jaw. Okay. And now it is just kind of just slurping awful worms coming through. Like this this awful plant matter is gushing through these wounds that you have just opened up as the jaw breaks free. I'm just going to throw in one more unarmored strike for my bonus. 22. So. Oh, God. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Am I going to pass out, Wait, Joe? 22 to hit? Yeah, 22 to hit. I'm sorry. This is a CR8 beast. <laughs> I don't know what that means. What does that mean? It means a challenge a rating. A party of four people at level eight. Oh. It means we did mean things to it. Oh. Mean spirited things. <laughs> Najma, I want you to kill it in a second. Oh, okay. But not before it bursts out into the stream proper. I think it is now disoriented in addition to just being injured in so horrible a way. And you see the sack in the center now, this sort of pulsating, almost semi-translucent thing in the core of this beast and desperately flailing and I think listing off to the side as it's been injured in such a bad way. It... Ew, ew. And then... Out of a side vent... It shits. (laughs) It shits. Yes! It's so Conan! A set of armor, a broken axe, 
and a skeletonized corpse as it attempts to feed and leech off of the things within itself and heal itself, and then you kill it. I'm going to use my scarf. I'm going to tie it around my fist and then tap the Surtur moon from Saturn, and I'm just going to punch it. Yeah. Right in the side. Don't just like a can. Just like a can. Exactly. Of an elephant falling to earth. I don't really know what to say about that. I'm just going to flick off my scarf because I imagine it got stuff on it and tie it back. Uh, holy shit. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm so happy. The hippomination is dead. Hippopotamuses are my favorite. <laughs> they are your Monster. favorite enemy. Man. I'm not angry about that. Next in the order. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. It's okay. Death awaits here. I was yeah, trying to get up to other... it, and I can't. This balloon whale vine, the Hindenburg, uh, is puffing out seeds left and right, and they sort of Hold float on. and spiral to the earth. There are now four specifically going after the crewmen, Hawa still being lifted up into the air by one of them. They are going to attack, at this point, Arn, Stuart, and Halfdan. Okay. I'm going to say it's three attacks, one for one for one. Okay. Stuart and Halfdan are attached under the arm and then under the leg and they begin to bob and buoyantly float up into the air. Not one half Danny. Arn. The whole crew. Arn with one of his two canonical great axes that he holds in both hands. (laughs) Uh, Of course, he symbol crashes them together, the flats of them on one of these uh, puffs and it just bursts into little pieces of uh, dandelion dandruff. Andrew is not happy with this level of fight choreography. I am extremely happy. What are you talking about? Uh, and but I, my brain was I was I left the playing space to think about tactics. That's hell what that, like, yeah. That's why I looked like a slowpoke just then. I was like <laughs> And yeah. uh, Arn shakes off the assault, but now all three of his crewmen are lifting into the air. Oh, and the one carrying Hawa uses its full movement to go up and over towards the temple. How far Shit. up now? All 40 feet of flying speed. But how far up? Because you said over, but how far up? Uh, yeah, good. Uh, let's say uh, 20 feet up. So it's now 20 feet or it's an extra 20 feet. Now he's 30 feet up. Uh, now he's 30 feet up. Shit balls. Okay. He might survive it. Cool, cool, cool. He'll survive it more than maybe whatever's going to happen over there. <laughs> and again, the ground rumbles. Damn it. And Boy. off in the distance from whence the thing came... Andrew? Yeah. A massive, rainbowing geyser, old faithful of water, sprays into the air, catching the morning sun, and a brilliant, iridescent orange rainbow begins to waft over the field as it stretches off into the horizon. Some of the winds carry it to the west. Some of the winds carry it to the south. It's just a beautiful little psychedelic rainbow for you guys. Orange pollen rainbow? It is a little bit orange now that you mention it. Wait, what did it, what's, what, what direction did the rumble happen the first time? It was a omnipresent. Oh, so, okay. Almost like a tiny earthquake with no damage. I'm going to figure out this puzzle, Joe. We're going to have to go down one of them holes. I know, that's what I'm. (laughs) If not just to save the crew that gets dropped down one of them holes. Fuck me. Okay. Fuck. Arn smashes this one pollen and again pulls out his last javelin and hurls it up into the air at the closest one, which is Stuart's, and misses. He doesn't want to hit his crew, Mm -hmm. so it sails wide. And next in the order is McGowan. The grumpy man. How far away are half of a Daniel and Stuart? Barely 10 feet off the ground. Okay, great. Uh, He's going to try to keep them here. Uh, So he's going to twin firebolt again at Mm -hmm. the two pods that have each of them. Excellent. Give me those rolls. Fuck it. Danced. It danced on the 18, but the first one's a two for Stuart. And the next one is 18. That is going to hit. Roll that damage to try to save half a Daniel. 12 fire damage. The one carrying half a Daniel... Again, I think you hit it, it. It bursts the one that's under his arm. So <laughs> yeah, it bursts the one that's under his arm, hoisting him up by the arm, and he falls centripetally and is detached from the one on his leg. And he again falls and into the drink. Cool. 
Did that kind of make sense? Yes, 100%. Yeah, yeah. totally with you. Absolutely. And he is spluttering and nursing his injured arm, but he is on his knees, like, picking himself up from the stream. Great. Saved by the power of friendship. Okay. I'm really glad that I'm twinning those, because the first ones are the ones that are missing, and the second ones are hitting. I would then like to... Sorry, let me double check the record yeah. real quick. I'm I don't totally say this. For this. I don't say this mockingly. Grab your Pythagorean, like, yeah. you know, theorem. <laughs> Rise over run. Why did you put flying in? <laughs> right. A squared plus B squared equals C squared. You don't have to write that. You don't have to write the formula. No, we're getting so, Pythagorean numbers. Numbers so everywhere. Numbers. 30 feet up. Yeah, you said it was 30 feet up and then up. it went another 20 feet. Just just do it with three and two. Numbers. Math, math is everywhere. Math is numbers are floating around Joe's head. They're everywhere. They're all over the place. 36 feet is your exact uh, arc away from them. Great. Uh, so using the Pythagorean theorem, I shift my stone aegis. To uh, Hawa. To Hawa so that if anybody knocks him down that it'll be less, less bludgeoning damage. damage on a fall. Love that. Do I, I love that. It? Do I? Do I feel it? You I lose. think you just feel the earthy energy sort of like leave you and it like goes through the earth like arcing through the grass and everything and then I think it looks like maybe like a dirt glob shoots up and attaches itself <laughs> yeah, to Hawa. Yeah, spits on him. That this fortitude leaves you and Hawa is in some way bolstered, which I don't know is noticeable when you are tumbling through the air being yanked up by spores. Yeah. But wonderful idea. I Can I assume that everybody is following or is this... Yeah, a- I'm, I'm pursuing now. Now that like boys are kind of on the ground and seeing that one is still kind of going that way, I yeah. think that knowing that that's the trajectory that McGowan is going to start moving that way. Great. I want to use all my movement to get close enough and maybe throw something. If, if you dash, you can reach Hawa or, or be under Hawa. If you just run, you can reach Stuart. Um, then I'm going to take uh, Stuart by choice. I'm going to hoist a spear and chuck it at the thing that's floating him. Uh, that's a 25 to hit. That's going to hit. Axe, not a person, but... <laughs> <laughs> this is going to make sense because I cut it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. They're going like, to have to wait until the end of the episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is 10 points of spear. You burst it. And the same thing happens to Stuart. And he is very slightly higher than half dam was. So he takes a single D6 of falling damage. But he's a young sprout. He takes two falling damage. Oh, thank you. Awesome. He lands on his feet because Stuart's ready to rock and roll. Najma. Joe, this is a bad idea and I know it. There's no such thing. But I live on my ideas. <laughs> Go for it. I'm so here Basically, for it. Basically, I want to try to cast darkness on the whale vine. Okay. And hope that it can't that. see. What is the range? 60 feet range, 15 foot area. Would I have to like run to it? Because I can run really far. The Leviathan is not fleeing. The What's fleeing? The wisps. So yes. Okay, that. It's within your range to run as close as you can to this group of people. And, and I think actually overtake a couple of them. And as the Leviathan is above, you look up, and how do you create that sorceress darkness above? I think I use my scarf, mm-hmm. and I think I'm going to type into, I think Sagittarius, and mm. I'm going to like like foo, 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 like the Thor hammer around my head. 15 feet diameter? Yeah. Okay. Uh, there is a cloud of darkness <gasps> around this Leviathan. Above and Most dark, you can cloud. only occasionally see the vines and the glows of that whatever those blue seed pods or whatever uh, they are inside peeking out of the darkness. And since you centered it on the object, when the object moves, it carries the darkness. Yes. Correct? Yes, that was the hope. It does. Okay. Nice. Hell yeah. Can it not? So it can't see now. Can't answer that question. Damn it! <laughs> it might not rely on vision. Um, is there anything near me besides that? You are now with the crowd of people that are about to, I, I assume, try to ford the hill chasing after the poor Hawa. Our navigator. Is anyone hurt? No, I can't do that. Just kidding. Just Actually, kidding. no. Okay, okay. The only person is Stuart, and this was a deadly encounter. Okay. <laughs> Dad's mad. Dad. I'm not, though, because... It's not about combat, and it never has been for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Okay. I think that's why you're good to you. <laughs> Dad's simultaneously disappointed and proud. Yeah. Since yeah. it's concentration, can I be doing like a ritualistic dance while I'm spinning it to keep it focused on oh, that? Oh, yeah. It's like a... It's like, a, what, what, is it, it's is like it a, the Esmeralda dance from Hunchback. Like I'm just like belly dancing, trying to like keep... Just vibing. Swinging it, swinging it, just vibing. Just vining. By myself. 
and my eyes are glowing. I'm just kind of like, my Do tattoos we, are glowing. I'm at Coachella. Whoa, we got a. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just at Coachella. <laughs> Oh, do it for the vine, yeah, Najma. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you do this, and you are Don't maintaining do it. For the vine. Okay. Uh, the I vine just noticed people. you have glowing tattoos as well. Yeah, just like Arn and just like uh, uh, Yora. Yeah, that's cool as hell. This thing, McGowan, Nobody's seen McGowan's tramp stamp. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, I'm confused because you told her not to show magic, and you're just throwing shit. Yeah, it's a left and right. That kind of went out the window. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It was more about the other guys. Yeah. As the hippomination squares. Satero gets up. <laughs> as the hippomination is 100% dead. Gets 50 more hit points. Man, what a shitty DM move that would be, huh? Yeah. I, I had to get in the, hey, it can eat corpses that it has inside itself for health, and then it didn't matter, so whatever. Uh, <laughs> this thing, this That's mass cool, of darkness, Najma, mm-hmm. uh, Again, it's really hard to tell because it moves so slowly, but it is moving centered on it towards the uh, temple. Damn it. Uh, But you do not see, you can see that there are vines that are reaching out of it almost like probingly and looking around and then four more of these little seed pods come out. One of them heads towards the main group. The other three go to Hawa. It, it wants our navigator. It wants our navigator. Wait, go toward Hawa or Haftan? Hawa. Yeah, it's, 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 it's. And they attach these three, doubling the speed of Hawa as the, he the, floats the away. And one pops down and I think goes towards Yora. Bring it, bitch. Let's go. 21 to hit. Oh, for sure. Yora, you feel a little lighter as this thing constricts into you and bites in, doing a little bit of damage. Uh, four damage. Somehow, with even your hefty power lifter frame, uh, it is picking you up just barely off of the ground. Does it feel like it's like a continual biting or like it bit to latch on? Precisely that. Okay. I might let it take me. <laughs> take me to your mommy. Take me to mommy. Cruise turn. Oh, yeah. I think Arn, before you even go a foot, just grabs it and rips it off of your skin. And then he begins to stomp through the water, running after the speeding up Hawa. But for real, damn it, Arn. <laughs> I was going to ride that roller coaster all the way to the end. You send firebolt after firebolt, sometimes even just leaving the hand axes, just firing, firing, yeah. firing, pure sorceress bolts of energy. Any anyone that does hit or does connect with one of these seed pods gets replaced, yeah. and it Hawa is lifted above the crowd of people, and is dropped, and there is no sound of impact, just the sigh of the wind in the wheat. Wait, can you just, for a second, uh, just talk into the mic for a second, Joe? Uh, it turns out that it was all a dream, and you guys are all home, and you're about to go out to brunch together in Baran Uwe, which is actually a really nice place to live. And there is no strife, and Ma'at is actually just your friend, Kooky Dave. And, Kooky Dave! But then a sheep runs. <laughs> but then a sheep runs, and it's like, meh, 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 meh. it's got a scroll. 
fucking hate this. <laughs> I'm going to go to Yora. Hi, do you trust me? Because you are me and I am you. Okay, great. <laughs> Can you throw really, really far? I cannot throw you that far. Into sky? I can throw you into the sky, not that far. Damn it. It's pretty far. It's really far? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can chuck a human being, but not 60 Listen, feet. I love it. It was a great idea, though. I Toss love it. <laughs> no? I was here for I it. Was Maybe if up. I had enlarged you. If this was, I if know. This was, oh. if this was British pumpkin fantasy, <laughs> sure. I know. Yeah, if this was Discworld. Ugh. Conan, impossible. I know. Okay, so don't throw me. Just kidding. I'm focusing on the thing coming to <laughs> you the, don't, the lumbering boof. You don't boof, want me to boof. go into the wheat, though. I'm just going to cast darkness, I guess. Great. Um, just so I can be ready to teleport. Where would you like to cast it? I guess just on me so I can constantly be in the dark. Wait, sorry, hold on. Can you see in the dark? No. Okay. No one can. <laughs> Not in this darkness. <laughs> Sorry to metagame. Okay. <laughs> Please, God, don't. No, I was going to ask you and I Can forgot. Can you see me rubbing my hands? Actually, yes. Joe is salivating. You can't see in the dark? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> I love this. You won't be able to see, but you have to just trust me. And I'm going to cast darkness. <laughs> uh, could you read me the range? Yeah. <laughs> so it's from me and it's 15 feet. 15 feet out. Yeah. Oh, shit. Wait. Oh, fuck. Oh. You can't see in it can't either. either. Okay, can I not? I'm gonna, I'm, oh, did you think that you could see I thought it? I could see. All right, so Najma. Cut this out. Cut Najma, this all out. Najma has had these powers for a long time. Yeah. She would know. She would know. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. Oh okay. Um, I was like. Okay, you know what? No. That's a bad idea, too. So. <laughs> so let's. What idea? Nothing happened. <laughs> yeah, I cut it. We're just walked over and said that was a bad idea. Cut me getting thrown. Cut that. Okay. I'm going to put it on the end. Yeah, put it on the end. Yeah. I just had a heart attack. I was like, oh, God. (laughs) This TPK brought to you by the spell darkness.